Good morning, North America. Good morning, everyone who have connected from Europe and Asia. And welcome, everyone, to the Master of Code live broadcast season two. My name is Andrei Burlutsky. I'm a host for today's and all the upcoming events. AI adoption skyrocketed over the last 18 months. Gartner says that chatbots are one step away from the slope of enlightenment on its AI hype cycle. At the same time, even more AI technologies are coming to accelerate business growth, sculpt change, and ensure engineering trust. Together with conversation design and conversational AI, those technologies are transforming customer experience, customer support, and digital customer services for an on-screen world. And all that happens beyond chatbot. Beyond chatbot is the name of our brand new live broadcast. Thank you all of you for joining us today. The goal of the events is to educate business and technology people on beyond chatbot terms, technologies and use cases to understand their benefits and practical usage. Today we will look at Gartner hypercycle for artificial intelligent technologies and explain how they are trending to impact digital customer service and support in combination with chat or voice bots and generate five technology formulas to gain the most value for your businesses. On today's event, we're going to discuss first three technology formulas and in two weeks, we're gonna continue and sum up with additional two. So stay tuned for the announcement during this week. But before, I'm happy to introduce our guest speakers. So the first, our guest speaker is Kelly Cassidy, Director of Technology for North America here at Master of Code. Hello, Kelly. Hello, hello, nice to be here. Yeah, good to have you with us today. And the second guest speaker is Gleb Zhansky, Vice President for Engineering here at Master of Code. Hello, Gleb. Hello, Andre. Hello, Kelly. Nice to see you. Thank you for joining, Gleb. Thank you, guys. And uh, once again, uh, hello to our audience. We are ready to start our 13 minutes live broadcast. So, Gleb, Kelly, uh, let's kick off uh, by giving our audience fruits for thoughts. So let's let's say summarize or explain, or can you explain what does it mean actually that chatbots are at the trough of disillusionment now, moving on Gartner life cycle, or life cycle, uh, hyper uh, technology cycle to the slope of enlightenment in a year or so. So actually, what is the, let's say the stage right now between the chatbots we knew, like a rule-based chatbots, and those ones that we call conversational AI chatbots or chatbots with conversational AI inside. So Kelly, would you like to start? Sure, so the chatbots that don't use conversational AI are very linear in their focus. It's uh, fixed flows to perform activities, and those ones tend to have not as solid a value in many cases to customers. 
um, because it's limited to what they can do to what the cut to what has been presented to them in terms of button clicks or in terms yeah. of the options available. There's less flexibility. The conversational AI bots, however, give that flexibility where the user can engage in a way that is more natural to them, more engaging to them, using different terminologies and an understanding of what's going on uh, from their own personal context, which then gets translated to intents uh, that then proper use cases can be established from and understood and responded to. There's a lot of uh, the former, uh, in play of the very linear ones, because those are relatively, there, there's a lot of frameworks that make it relatively easy to implement those ones in the marketplace right. today. Mm -hmm. um, but the conversational AI ones provide that level of flexibility um, and uh, support for customers that those linear ones may not. And so we are seeing that growing in popularity, but as a bubble, everything is still being bundled as a chatbot from a from a visualization, a contextual perception to sometimes the lay people or in the media or uh, to different organizations who don't yet have the full scope of knowledge of what the capabilities are in this space. Cool. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, Gleb, would you please to give your perspective on the, on the evolution of the rule-based chatbots into conversational AI? Sure, sure. So uh, this is like slope of enlightenment placing of this technology. I th I think this is a good sign because like a couple of years ago, chatbots became like with, with some part of overpromising, like a magic technology that could uh, understand any user intents. But in the real, it wasn't the truth in many cases. And it was like a little disappointment uh, in some period. But now we have uh, more and more AI uh, products, technologies are become easier to use and chatbots become more and more AI based. And maybe it's a good example of a Siri from Apple technology. Now this October is the 10th anniversary for Siri. It became like a huge magic promising of voice assistants that everyone has in a pocket. And after that, with a couple of releases, it became disappointment for some kind of users but now you know yeah. we have like even in a car they have this button for voice assistance it's it's become very obvious uh, things to talk and uh, even even children talk to their voice assistants now more and more this is this this example of uh, slope of enlightenment i think yeah, and I think it had to happen, actually. There were no other scenarios, I think, for the technologies like a chatbot and behind uh, uh, not to become, you know, um, uh, to, to, be, to come to the uh, productivity plateau at the end of the day, but right now to be very close to the slope of enlightenment because we are using it every day for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, something like that, right? Yeah, Siri's been that long. It's been around uh, significantly. Um, the various Google ones, some have come and gone and yeah. some have lived, some have not. As an example, not a not an Android-based one, but uh, Cortana from Microsoft had a short-lived life cycle there before uh, she vanished back just into the Halo video games, never to be seen again on, uh, on your machines. But uh, Siri is a good example and there were some hurdles and there's a lot of learnings. And that's where AI definitely is still it's still growing in terms of what is possible for it in the marketplace that's true guys let's turn on our business imagination uh 
our technical and business acumen as a background that we have based on the project that has been delivered recently or earlier to discuss what comes next to the chatbots that can really add the value for the business, its customers and employees. Right now on the screen, I have rolled out the Hartner technology life cycle, uh, uh, hype cycle, sorry, for artificial intelligence. So how do you think, like, what we can start with discussing what can be the next technology that will add a value to the chatbot from those that we see on the screen, which Gartner says are coming very soon as well as an additional, you know, not a feature, but really the extension. So let's, like, I propose we can start with the not very simple, but more or less clear and uh, clear for our audience, technology and machine learning. Like what it will be like if we add to the chatbots a machine learning technology, what can be these scenarios, what can be new features and what can be the use cases? So Kelly, would you like to jump in here? Sure. So with machine learning, it is a term that is used a lot to mean a lot of different things. In this, in the context of using it along chatbots, one of the values it can bring is it can look at how accurate some of the uh, responses are from a conversational solution and understand more effectively, was it the right response? Did I hit the right context of the question? Or how uh, how incorrect was I and go back to a second option and then train itself to better those responses over time. A lot of times we have manual intervention to do some of the training on the conversational piece, but there's the opportunity to have the machine train itself so long as it gets feedback uh, from the user of accuracy. And usually you'll get that in, in a conversational one. If the user says, uh, sorry, that's not what I meant, there's yeah. an obvious inference that this was the wrong context. So then it can try again and it can train itself for similar statements as it moves forward without the manual effort. Because a lot of organizations, that's where they'll run into the challenge in many cases is skilled individuals who can go in and review the data uh, proactively and efficiently in order to train the bot. Um, there's definitely individuals who have that skill, but if the machine can even identify and adapt accordingly, or at least flag those as a priority uh, more effectively, label them appropriately, then that gives the manual uh, tuners, uh, the trainers, the ability to go in more effectively to get the models updated in real time. Yeah, and this is, I think, the crucial component for, of the machine learning is really to learn on the go, let's say. Agreed. Right? Gleb, do you agree? Sure, sure. And I like uh, this idea of context, that context matters in uh, conversational applications. And uh, talking broadly, uh, I think context could be uh, industry-based, domain-based. So the context of uh, e-commerce, so the uh, context for utilities bots. So uh, it's important to accumulate these models industry-specific models for conversation to understand people, uh, to, to, to understand language of clients who talk to specific needs, specific industries. And it's become very important and possible uh, this current level of AI tools. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Gleb, the understanding the context, which is 
actually under the discussion across the media and opinion leaders in conversational space, uh, it's, it, it can be a part of both technologies, machine learning and deep learning. Is it? So it's kind of, when you are saying the context. Yeah, I, I mean conversational context, and for sure okay. this machine learning technology could help us to understand and to maintain like multiple contexts at the same time. That's it's a very challenging task. Yeah, cool. Why I'm, why I'm talking about the context and great that you've mentioned it because the actually the next scenario uh, we wanted to discuss with the in front of the audience is actually using the piece of. Um, I would say deep learning features or uh, features that provided by deep learning algorithms uh, is NLP and actually sentiment analysis. What's going on here, Gleb? I know you are uh, heavily working on several projects uh, uh, implementing sentiment analysis. Like what's, what, what kind of value it gives to the chatbots? What kind of features it can add to the rule-based chatbots? or even conversational that existing exists right now? And what can be the value for the businesses when we're talking about customer support or even digital customer support? Yeah, so uh, I'd like to talk about sentiment analysis because I think that the sentiment is brings this another dimension, another context for a conversation. They're like emotional uh, mark, or, uh, emotional kind of conversation. And uh, sometimes we can even adopt uh, a conversational model depends on a, a sentiment how a conversation we can build depends on the sentiment. And it's very important in a customer support to understand what uh, it's kind of a feedback she said uh, for a customer, for a conversation that we can get automatically and build, build the conversation depends on the sentiment model. Gleb Kelly, when we are talking about emotions and artificial intelligence, from time to time, there is a misunderstanding that talking about sentiment analysis and emotional component here is somewhat very different from the gen general artificial intelligence that can have emotions. Can you give more clarity here for the audience, especially from the business part of the, uh, of the business? What's the difference between potential emotions that can have general artificial intelligence and the emotional component inside natural language processing or understanding. So when you look at it in a certain context, I think it's it's a broader statement and the only way to truly explain it might be through examples. So the yeah. examples will help to explain what's going on. Uh, one of the common ones we've talked about at Master of Code has been in the insurance space. Uh, someone is in a car accident, they need to make a claim. They're either doing it via voice through an IVR system, they're doing it through text, through a chat-based system. In both cases, these this can leverage uh, this can leverage sentiment analysis to understand the user and where they are at. Um, if a customer is engaging with a bot and they're saying, you know what, I was just in a car accident, um, I need to file a claim. 
that's a very neutral way of saying it. It's just, it's a statement of fact right. you're going through. There's no emotion to it. But if someone is heavily frustrated, someone just backed into my car and it's completely damaged and I can't drive this thing anymore. There's a level of frustration, um, maybe not anger, but definite frustration, which means you might need to use in the bot either A, a different tone, different words, different choice selection in order to calm the user and to get the information needed to process, or B, if you have the ability to do a live agent handoff, this might be the occasion where you do not want a bot to engage, but you need a real person to guide them through what is obviously a very frustrating time. And so there's an automatic escalation. And that just using conversational AI alone to understand intents and utterances will not do that component. The sentiment analysis really brings the what is going on around it, that other dimension, as Gleb mentioned, um, to truly, truly give, again, context as to what should the next steps be? How should we proceed? How should we engage? Sentiment has a lot of potential to really change the game and to provide that optimal customer experience going forward because you'll understand where the user is coming from. And in a chat bot, a text bot, it is... It's challenging because you don't hear the voice, but it is still possible based on how they type. If they're typing all in caps, they're very frustrated. If there's 500 exclamation marks at the end of their sentence, they're extremely frustrated or upset. So you know that there's something you can do there. Uh, have you seen the presentation by Elon Musk, his Tesla bot? I think I've seen bits of it, but not the entire presentation top to bottom. Yeah, just thinking about when this type of uh, uh, this type of technology will be available inside this bot, and it will not only be a customer support or digital customer support online, but also offline. We'll be able to help you, like in iRobot film with Will Smith, I suppose. Yeah, that's what, that's that's what. Yeah. Uh, cool. Ah, great. Uh, dear audience, uh, thanks for watching us. For those who just connected, uh, it's a conversation about the future of conversational AI by Master of Code called Beyond Chatbot. Thank you for joining us. And actually, if you have any questions to our speakers related to the topic or something you came with, please don't hesitate to ask them in a comment window in uh, Facebook, on uh, YouTube, or LinkedIn. We are live everywhere. So my favorite piece for the discussion for the today. So guys, yeah, I think even more unlimited imagination can be achieved somewhere in the future. But for now, we have what we have is the combination of the chatbots with computer vision. And I think this can be a great story here. So Gleb, where is your thoughts uh, uh, when we're talking about chatbots and computer vision what can be the use cases maybe you maybe you are working on something right now uh, uh, yeah actually there are a lot of uh, points uh, where a conversation application could meet a computer vision and uh, uh, maybe the most easiest way how to use it uh, in the chatbots uh, example how we are communicate we are messengers uh, very, very often we are just uh, sharing the photos, uh, sharing the photo with friends, uh, and sometimes these photos contain some 
information that they need to be recognized. It, it, it could be in a restaurant, it's a menu, it's an address, plate, or something like this. And uh, yeah, a computer vision, we just need to understand this user intent. If we are using NLP for detecting yeah. text, but if it's what if it's just photo? We need the computer vision to do this. And now we have more and more this computer vision-based features, uh, even in phone camera. So I think it's a crucial component uh, of uh, conversation AI. But even we can even speaking beyond this, uh, computer vision, uh, if we can understand what is a uh, scene uh, with a people on it, uh, we can use it computer vision even for uh, some AR experiences in a chatbots. And uh, there are already instruments how we can use AR in a chatbots. It's coming from a platforms. We can use this AR on a Facebook platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, and it could be real uh, interactive experience with AR for Tryons for uh, placing some place in your room, and it's very important in this time of a COVID uh, when maybe we can go outside and uh, try something, and just this ER uh, functionality just can bring this shopping experience at home. Uh, actually, Gleb, you're right, and for me, as for marketing person, it's very important to use the technology that can not 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 only you know really address business needs like to improve customer service to improve customer experience yeah actually improve the customer experience and using computer vision and chatbots to really excite the customer to show the um the brand using the technology you know like you mentioned it's like augmented reality for example right uh, and for example, I, I know there is a good case from Levi's Jeans where they also use this chatbot in computer vision. So you you have the you are able to select the right pair of jeans from the smartphone, actually. And this is one of the stories for retail, for e-commerce, and I think even more. Kelly, what do you think about the other use cases of using the computer vision for retail or maybe in other industries as well? I can go back to the insurance one because using computer vision to do an assessment of damage on a vehicle uh, could help immensely in terms of speeding up that process. Where I am, if, I, if I'm in a car accident, I still have to get home. I then have to call. I have to book an appointment to get my car in to be assessed, to be looked at. That can take a week to two weeks sometimes, depending on how busy they are. Yeah. So, or the location, but this could definitely speed up that time, at least to get a preliminary assessment. And maybe then there's a way to go around that. If it's just a crack in the windshield, I could be referred to a windshield specialist and it gets taken care of more efficiently. If you want to look at another industry, one could be furniture. And I think Gleb mentioned this a little bit there of how a room can look using augmented reality. The ability to use the camera to take a picture of your, your living room in your home. You go to a furniture, I need to refurnish my whole home, or it's a brand new house. I need to find new furniture, I'm yeah. moving in. Let's look at this. These are my likes and my dislikes. Use it conversationally and let the solution start making recommendations and build out your home for you. It's an interesting use case that 
I think has a lot of potential there to utilize both the conversational component as well as the vision component to bring a new level of experience to the end user. Kelly, how far do you think current, um, current enterprise and mid-sized customer infrastructure from adopting this type of solutions, I would say? I think that some bit, it's a hard answer because you can't say for an entire industry because it's going to be dependent on the specific businesses within and a comfort level with technology. But I don't think it's that far off to take it to that level should a business really dive in and do the right investment to make this a reality. But a lot of it is going to come down to do they see the value in this technology? Do they see how it can benefit their customers? And when you look at it from a marketing side or a sales side, this is going to drive the returning customer to re-engage because in the, in the last year and a half, we've all learned we have to do a lot more from home. This allows us to do that level from home. And if you're talking furniture shopping, you're, you're, that could easily go into the thousands of dollars and you want to know what it's going to look like. You need to envision it, especially oh, if you yeah. store to touch and see and feel the material. So you need something. And this gives you that something. Um, it's too personal for me topic right now because I'm on the way actually to visit a lot of furniture stores in order to select some stuff for my uh, home. And I, I wish I wish I have uh, on my phone, on my on-screen world, this type of technology that I can do it really, really remotely. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for conversation. I think we've touched a lot of the, uh, some of the scenarios that are on uh, Gartner hype cycle for artificial intelligence. So we took three of them, and actually they are the five form, the three formulas for today: been chatbots and machine learning. It's actually chatbots and natural language processing, uh, particularly sentiment analysis. And what we've touched is also the most, I think, interesting part, chatbots and computer vision. More to come. Dear audience, thank you for being with us today. The next conversational AI event will happen in two weeks on November 9th, where we will end up with two additional uh, formulas that you can use to gain the most value for your business and understand what's actually possible, yeah, the art of possible with chatbots and AI technologies that are coming or are already in place. Let me check right now if we have any questions from our audience. I don't see, I don't see any right now. We'll just give a few seconds because we also go with some, uh, some delay. We just have a, an emoji of good vibes that has been sent to us, so it means we are appreciated. And I really appreciate your Kelly time and your Blair time for being with us today and sharing your thoughts from your experience and looking pretty much forward as well. Um, yes, it's... Oh, okay, we have a question. Is it recorded? Yes, the recording will be automatically available to you on our LinkedIn page, also Facebook and YouTube. So 
Feel free to watch it later, anytime, and also it will be available on our LinkedIn page as a podcast and some articles for you. So thank you very much, everyone, for being with us today. It's Beyond Chatbot, a brand new episode and, and the season from Master of Code on the future of conversational AI. Thank you so much and goodbye. Thank you, Andre, for the invitation. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. Bye.